Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Yes, I say good day to you. (laughs) Happy day to you. Regardless of what's going on in the world, we are choosing to experience this moment now as good and very good. And we are aligned with the one who sent us. I'm so grateful to join with you now. Let's begin with a blessing as we always do. I place my hand on my heart and I invite you to do the same no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are. Let's be wholehearted here in this very holy instant and let us partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self to recognize, to know, to affirm, and to give thanks that our life is a life of love. Profound love is our true identity. We are grateful and thankful to recognize that nothing real can be threatened. And we are born of an infinite love. We are part of a true reality. We are part of God now and forever. We are eternal. We are grateful and thankful that we can and we do transcend time and space together. We are grateful to join together for the purpose of healing at the level of the mind. We are grateful to consciously relinquish any and all sense of upset. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented flow of divine love, wisdom, and clarity. We are grateful and thankful to say yes to our wholeness and our holiness. We are grateful to relinquish a grip on the past that has kept our mind preoccupied with that which is not real. We are grateful to surrender it all here and now, and we allow the healing to fully be. We share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Ah. <sighs> Oh, I got swept off my seat with that prayer. <laughs> Started to float. I I had a, a strong yearning to just keep going and going and going. And that's the way prayer is. I'm getting ready to teach a um uh, an extended series of prayer classes for the folks in Masterful Living, and I'm very much tuned into that. We also started a prayer ministry that we're going to start extending out and sharing with others. We've had it going for a couple of weeks now, and it's, oh, it's so beautiful. Uh, we've got people all over the world praying together uh, every couple of hours, coming together to pray And so we're going to be opening that up to the greater community soon. And speaking of opening things up to the greater community uh, for, oh, a few years now, maybe four years or so, I have had in my mind this impetus to start Sunday services. Uh, You may know that I used to do Sunday services. I co uh, founded a spiritual community in Los Angeles that is now called Inspire LA. We started in 2009, and uh, I did Sunday services for years with uh, that group, which was my joy and my honor to do. And uh, I love doing it. Oh my gosh, did I love doing it. So I don't have a home right now. I don't have a location that is considered my home. I move about. I do hope that will change Uh, at at any rate. uh, So online services, we're going to begin on Sunday. 
this pandemic is driving us to do things that have been on my plate for years to do, including starting the prayer ministry and now starting the Sunday services. So we'll begin that on Sunday. So stay tuned to my Facebook announcements. Stay tuned to email announcements. Stay tuned to my daily Spiritual Espresso blog. And stay tuned for text messages as well. I'm very pleased to announce that we are restarting the text messages once again. And so you can sign up at acimtexts.com, acimtexts.com. You can probably find your way there from the events page at jenniferhadley.com and uh, at livingacourseofmiracles.com. But acimtexts.com, you can sign up for inspirational text messages, two messages every day. One, a quote from A Course in Miracles, and the other, a quote from me, inspiration from me, and they will come at different times. You can sign up for either or both. And uh, I invite you to join me. Uh, I love these text messages, inspiration. I don't know when they're coming. They always seem to come at the perfect time. And... uh, I invite you to join, join, join. So we'll we'll send you announcements about Sunday service, a few announcements a week, but mostly it's just inspiration. And uh, also, I have a Facebook page for this Course in Miracles broadcast. Uh, just look for a Course in Miracles podcast at Facebook. And or just Google A Course of Miracles podcast and you'll find it. A Course of Miracles with Jennifer Hadley. And uh so let's begin with our topic here today, which is perfect for the moment. When we feel threatened is my topic. And today is my brother's birthday, by the way. <laughs> he was born on Easter Sunday. Uh, and uh, the topic today is when we feel threatened. And we can experience peace no matter what. This is the promise of A Course in Miracles. This is the truth of our being. Now, when we're ego-identified, we will believe that we are threatened by the things in this world. We'll be threatened by experiences in the world. We'll be threatened by how things are and how they are not. So we may not like how things are going in the world, and we'll feel a sense of threat. And that sense of threat is often tied back to a sense of being in lack and limitation. Now, lack and limitation are things that only can be experienced in the illusion because there's no actual lack or limitation. That is always a perception and a projection. So when we feel threatened by lack of work, lack of money, lack of resources, in this time of pandemic, there's a lack of toilet paper, a lack of sanitizing wipes and things like that. And I can just tell you that I've been living alone in this experience, working from home. So I have my unique experience, as we all do. But in this time, I have not had any wipes. I don't have any wipes. I don't have any antibacterial soaps or anything like that. I don't have any of it. I have regular soap, but I don't have any of those other things. I don't have any masks. I have scarves. And I have been using what I have. I also don't have any illnesses or anything like that. So I have been making do what I have with what I have. At times I think about when I'm in the grocery store, I go once a week. And freakishly, I had 
mistakenly way over ordered toilet paper at the beginning of the year. So I didn't need any. I have an extra store of toilet paper. And um, so that's just a weird thing that happened. And I also have lots of soap uh, more than I need. People give me soap and things like that. Um, and so I have more than I need of soap, but none of it is antibacterial or anything like that. Um, and when I've gone to the store and I see things like that on the shelf, I don't buy them because I don't feel I need them. And I'll leave them there for somebody who does feel that they need them. So this is how I'm choosing to live because I don't feel threatened. I see that others do, and I have compassion, and I pray many times a day for people's peace of mind. So how do we get to peace of mind? A Course in Miracles, in the introduction, it tells us very clearly. It really does. And it's quite extraordinary, in a sense, that even before we start the text or the lessons or anything like that, but if you've got A Course in Miracles, and you've got the three-in-one, you will see that right before the text begins, it says that that A Course in Miracles can be summed up in two sentences. Well, three, actually. But the two main sentences are, Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. And then the third sentence is, herein lies the peace of God. So if you're feeling threatened, remember, nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Then in chapter 14, section 11, which is called the test of truth, it says... In the middle of this paragraph six here, it says, Your part is very simple. I love that. Oh, please make it simple. Break it down for me. Thank you, Jesus. Your part is very simple. Your part in the atonement, your part in the undoing, your part in the full realization of the Christ is very simple. You need only recognize that everything you learned, you do not want. That's it. You need only recognize that everything you learned, you do not want. Now notice that Jesus doesn't say, some of what you learned, you do not want. He does not say, Most of what you learned, you do not want. He says, everything you learned, you do not want. Now, one of the things that I say all the time in this podcast is, truth is true, beliefs are not. If we're trying to understand things, we are sifting and sorting through what we've learned to try and piece things together and make meaning of them. When we're trying to understand anything, it's like trying to put the pieces of the puzzle that the ego has collected, that the ego believes are meaningful, not that the ego believes anything. It's a thought system that doesn't believe or not believe. But the ego thought system is this collection of puzzle pieces from the past experiences, the interpretations, the meaning we've made of things, based upon our experiences and our perceptions and our projections within that experience. All of those little bits of meaning 
and interpretation are these puzzle pieces that we're trying to put together and piece together in order to have understanding. It is a fool's errand. We can just throw it all away and give it to the Holy Spirit and say, I do not know what anything in my past experience or in this present moment is for, but I would like to. This is Lesson 25. I do not know what anything is for. Jesus tells us in Lesson 25, Purpose is meaning. Today's idea explains why nothing you see means anything. You do not know what it is for. Therefore, it is meaningless to you. Everything is for your own best interests. In other words, everything works together for your good, and there are no exceptions. I I was sharing in Masterful Living yesterday uh, that there's a line in the Manual for Teachers, Development of Trust. It's Chapter 4, Manual for Teachers, Chapter 4, Section A. Paragraph 4, line 5, where it says, It takes great learning to understand that all things, events, encounters, and circumstances are helpful. Let's remember that. Everything works together for good and there are no exceptions. Everything is helpful and there are no exceptions. Let us stop making exceptions. If we're trying to understand things, we're trying to interpret them. We're trying to make meaning of them. But we cannot do it because we do not know what anything is for. Except it's for our good. And it's helpful. That's it. That's all we can know. But we don't actually know that. If we knew it, we would live that way, right? If we actually knew and believed that everything worked together for our good, that everything was gently planned by one whose only purpose is our good, if we actually knew and remembered that everything is helpful without exception, then, then we would be at peace. And we would stop trying to interpret and make meaning. Whenever we're trying to interpret and make meaning, we can go back to this lesson, I do not know what anything is for, except it is helpful. It is for my good. And my goal is to know the truth. My goal is to stop interpreting. My goal is to stop making meaning of things. My goal is to forgive myself for all the interpretations and meanings that I have made in the past which have not made my life happy, which have made me miserable and upset and have confused me and hurt my feelings, all the things I've taken offense at, all the blame and the shame and the regret and the resentment, everything that has threatened my peace, all those interpretations and meanings that threatened my peace, that's what they were for. I did it to threaten my peace. Because I was thinking with the ego thought system. Why was I choosing to think with the ego thought system? Because I worked so hard to carve all those little pieces out of my memories, out of my experience, out of my interpretations. Because I was the God of my world, making meaning and interpreting everything. And I got to be in charge of everything. And I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved being right about everything, even though every part of my being was screaming, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I kept going because I loved being the God of my world. And now I can forgive myself. Now I can remember to laugh. 
So in this time, right here in this particular day, April 14th, 2020, with the coronavirus happening, COVID-19, and all of this intensity and density, in this very moment, I can choose to be at peace because I can allow myself to remember and know that nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. I exist because I am real. And because I am real, I cannot be threatened. Because nothing that is unreal, nothing in the illusion can actually threaten me. I am eternal. I am infinite. I am that I am now and forevermore. That will never change. Everything in the illusion will change. That's how I know it's the illusion. But that which is real can never be threatened. And I am willing to remember that I am real. Now, I had an experience over the weekend that was kind of interesting. And at the time, I didn't know what it was for. I could, it was not clear to me. But I knew it was for something to be helpful. I knew it was my good, but I didn't understand precisely how that would be true. I didn't need to know how. I just needed to allow my experience to be peaceful. So here's what happened. I was moving from an apartment that I had been in during the winter to my brother's house. As my brother and his family uh, went to our house in Maine, to we've all been in lockdown for uh, weeks, uh, at home, isolated, quarantined for weeks. So they went to Maine to quarantine up there, and I came over to my brother's house to take care of the cat, and uh, so I had four co- co- four carloads of things. I have a 2005 Prius. I have an old Prius and it holds a lot of stuff and I know how to pack it. (laughs) And so I had four car loads of things and I was on the, um, like the, not quite the third floor. It's like second and a half floor. Um, and, uh, I guess actually you would say it was the third floor technically. So I was on the third floor of this apartment building. And there was no elevator, only the stairs. So I knew I was going to have about 60 trips up and down the stairs. And, uh, and I had two days to do it. And I was going to do two two, two days of two car loads to go to my storage space in New Jersey and two car loads to go to my brother's. So I was doing it Friday and Saturday. And, um, Friday at the end of the night, I was putting the last bits in the storage space and somehow lifting something, I sprained my wrist. And within minutes, I was in pain. Uh, Within certainly half an hour, I was, it was agony. Uh, But only if I turned it, right? If I didn't turn it, I was fine. And um, I could it didn't hurt to the touch. I could see it was swelling and things like that. And I thought, oh boy, I have two carloads of things to go up and down, up, down rather, three flights or two flights of stairs uh, and no one to help me because I had to cancel the people who I had hired to help me because of the virus. I just, I mean, I feel safe, but I didn't feel I could have them help me and bring that stuff into my brother's house, just how I felt, that uh, to be responsible to my family. So I uh, had, I knew I was going to have to do that myself in the morning, get it all done, two car loads back and forth to my brother's, plus clean up the apartment and do it all by noon. And I was exhausted from the day's work, right? Because again, I had to do everything myself because of the virus. So as I went to bed, I put a prayer request out to the Masterful Living community. And I went to bed and I said, Okay, God, 
you are going to have to take care of this because I don't know how any of that is going to happen tomorrow. If Because by then it was super painful when I went to bed. And uh, I was getting into bed like an hour and a half after I sprained it. I couldn't type. I couldn't do anything. I could, couldn't use that hand at all. And so I went to bed uh, with this pain. And I said, okay, spirit, I don't know how I'm going to possibly move out of here and clean the apartment and do all that tomorrow morning. So you're going to have to figure that out. And I'm coming up to a break. So I'm going to pause there and I'll tell you the rest after the break. And as we're going into a break, one thing I would like to share with you again, if you missed it at the beginning, we're going to start doing Sunday services online uh, starting this Sunday, uh, April 19th, I think it is. So stay tuned for that. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And I will be right Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk And we're back Yes, and I'm going to finish up my story that I was sharing with you about my experience over the weekend spraining my wrist. So as I was going off to sleep in pain, my uh, intuition, spirit said, get up, put an ice pack on. So I did. And then I remembered, oh, that's right. That's what you do for a sprain. And... uh I So I did that. I figured out how to do that and sleep with that. I fell asleep. I didn't sleep soundly, but I, I haven't been sleeping. I normally sleep like a person who's in a coma. And um, that if you wanted to wake me up in the middle of the night, you would have to jump on me. <laughs> I'm a really good sleeper. But when there's a lot of uh distress in the world spirit wakes me up again and again throughout the night to pray so i wake up i pray i roll over i go back to sleep that's how it works for me it's just i wake up pray boom back to sleep it's it's and i wake up in the morning just as refreshed as if i'd never been awakened many times in the night because prayer is so restorative and uh, last Sunday we did the Easter service with John Mundy and Lisa Natoli and Bill Free and all these wonderful people that inspired me to start this new Sunday services starting this coming Sunday Uh, and I hope that if you're listening to this five years from now we'll still be doing Sunday services because I love to do it. I love to join with others. I'm a joiner. <laughs> and so I woke up on Saturday morning. I had all this to do. Two carloads of things to bring down to my car, fill my car, pack it, take it to my brother's, unload uh and uh, again, down two flights of stairs, plus uh, clean the apartment, and or, or at least really tidy it to be cleaned. So a, a long list of things to do, which very much I would need my wrist for. Now, in the in the night, I did find as I was falling asleep, and then maybe once in the night, I had an old mental habit come up, right? And it's, uh, you may be familiar with it. You may have this mental habit yourself. It is the mental habit of preparing for things you don't want to have happen. 
It's the mental habit of preparing to have conversations you really don't want to have. So my mind was going to, what if I wake up and I'm in more pain? I can't move my wrist. I won't be able to do this. I won't be able to carry everything down the stairs and pack the car, clean the apartment. I I won't be able to leave at noon. I will have to call the landlord and tell her what happened and explain, see if she can cancel the cleaners that are coming in at noon. I'm so sorry. What would I say? So I was starting to just rehearse, okay, if this happens, then what? Right? This is what the ego thought system does. It prepares for what you don't want. And my higher Holy Spirit self has been working with me for years to retrain my mind that if I start rehearsing for what I don't want, that I will interrupt that and I will say, no, I am not going to prepare for what I don't want. I am placing my trust and faith in spirit. Everything works together for my good, and there are no exceptions. Everything has been gently planned by one whose only purpose is my good. What do I wish for? I would like to wake up feeling healthy, whole, and harmonious, restored and renewed, and fully capable of everything that is needed for me to do. I will be fully capable of everything that is needed for me to do. Everything will be in perfect order, divine order. How else could it be? God is my protector. I don't have to wonder or worry what to say or what to do because God has prepared the way for me. I would like to wake up feeling healthy, harmonious, and whole. That is what I am choosing. I am not choosing something I don't wish to experience. So, why would we prepare for something we don't wish to experience? Well, there's a couple of reasons. The obvious reason is is that we don't feel loved and protected because we don't feel worthy because we have this unconscious guilt. That's number one. Number two, we feel like we're going to have things be bad because we feel we deserve to be punished. Again, the unconscious guilt. Uh, and also, we actually like being the victim. We like being able to say, oh, you think that's bad? It, listen, to, let me tell you what happened to me. You think that's awful? Let me tell you what happened to me. You think that your sense of lack and limitation is intense? Let me tell you about mine. Right? We like to be the martyr, be the victim. What I was saying in our Easter Sunday service the other day was, if you'd like to have a resurrection, you have to give up the crucifixion. If you'd like to stop experience being crucified, you have to stop crucifying yourself and other people too. And if you listen to this podcast, you can just search for the word crucifixion. I've talked about this before. So I'm not interested in being crucified anymore. I'm not interested in having it be difficult anymore. So that was good mind training for me. And I did put it out in the Masterful Living community. We have a WhatsApp group for folks who are enrolled in classes with me right now. And so I put it out there. Prayers, please. This is the situation. Prayers. And I have trained myself to know that what is occurring has to be for the highest and best. How else could it be? Now, I fully believe that if I had continued down that track of preparing for what I didn't want and wouldn't like, if I had continued preparing for what if I'm in agonizing pain, 
And I noticed my mind going to telling other people about it, explaining to them what happened. And this is why I'm in this pain. This is why I'm in this situation. This is why life is not good for me right now. I had that temptation. Right? Temptation is always of the body. So A Course in Miracles tells us. So I had that temptation, but I said, no, no, I am not interested in that. I am not a body. I am not a body. And Ernest Holmes, uh, I studied Ernest Holmes' teachings. I'm a science of mind minister. I'm a science of mind practitioner from the Agape community. Those are where my ministerial and practitioner licenses come from. I've been a practitioner for 20 years. And what I love, one of my favorite teachings from Ernest Holmes is that Worry is the negative use of your imagination. So if I was preparing for something I didn't want, that's the negative use of my imagination. It is a worry. So I'm not going to use my imagination negatively like that anymore. I have a commitment to myself to use my faculties for good. The other thing is that Ernest Holmes had a beautiful teaching about healing that has stuck with me, and that is healing does not take time. The only time it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization. And by that he means a realization of truth. So at the beginning of this broadcast, I started with Let's not try to understand things anymore. Let's just go for the truth. You either know the truth or you don't know the truth. But we don't seek to believe the truth or understand the truth. We desire to know it, to fully remember and recognize it, to recognize the truth that sets us free. The truth sets us free from all illusions. We are all entitled to the full load of truth. Remember in uh, that movie with Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise where Nicholson says you can't handle the truth. That's... That's how most of us operate. We can't handle the truth. Because the truth is, uh, uh, we are in league with the infinite. Our mind is the mind of God. Our heart is the heart of God. Our life is the life of God. We are not victims of circumstance. We are bringers of light and truth. And we feel unworthy of that. We feel guilty And so we do not access that which is ours to access, which is the truth. Everything that prevents us from full access to the truth is a belief that it acts like a veil in the mind, right? It's an impediment in the mind to our clearly seeing, knowing, feeling, recognizing the truth. So every opinion, every judgment, every belief, every interpretation, every meaning that we've ever made of anything that we still hold on to is a block to love. It's a block to truth. Love is truth. Truth is love. We are the deciders. So we don't have to go piecemeal through each little puzzle piece that we made that makes up that false picture of our false identity. No, we don't have to do that. We just, every time we think, oh, you know what? I'm feeling anxious here. I must be believing something that's not true. Oh, I'm afraid that I might wake up in the morning and be in pain. I must be believing something that's not true. Oh, I'm worried that I won't be able to meet my obligations. I must be believing in something that's not true. Oh, I'm irritated that they're not doing it the way I want them to do it. I must be believing something that's not true. 
that never fails us. Now, in addition to recognizing we're believing something that's not true, it's also up to us to say, Holy Spirit, take these splinters out of my mind forever so I never think them again. Remove these veils. Remove the blocks to love. I freely offer them. I made them. I treasured them. I thought they were valuable. I made them false gods, false idols, and I placed them on the altar of my heart. I cherished them. That was an error. Nothing to forgive. I was experimenting. I was learning through suffering, learning through pain. That was my free will choice. I'm done with that now. And this is how we move out of feeling threatened. This is how we practice when we feel threatened. And it's time for us to be fully rigorous and practice fully and completely. I'm going to launch another Finding Freedom spiritual boot camp coming up. Now is the time for us to practice. Now is the time. Now, now, now. So be prepared. Probably be end of April, early May. New Finding Freedom Boot Camp. Gosh, I love that class. (laughs) It's so liberating. It's so liberating. I can't invite you into Masterful Living right now because it's closed. Registration is closed for the year. But Finding Freedom is wonderful. Finding freedom in our heart and in our mind through these practices. Because when we're working in a group, we practice much more rigorously than when we're left to our own devices. We can get lazy. It's just like somebody was sharing how um, when they're exercising at home, they'll quit early. They don't finish. They don't go all the way. Some people do, and a lot of people don't. I know I'm like that. I'm like, eh, I'll do it later. Eh, I'll do it tomorrow. But when I can go to my Pilates class or I can go to my yoga class, I'm on it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I love it. I love it. I'm going. See you later. Bye. No problem getting there. But on my own, I'm a little more meh because I like joining. I like the group energy. So let's go back to uh, uh, the text of A Course of Miracles here, the test of truth, section 11 in uh, chapter 14, paragraph 6. Your part is very simple. You need only recognize that everything you learned you do not want. Again, everything you learned you do not want. Not some things, not most things, not a few things. Everything you learned, you do not want. Ask to be taught and do not use your experience to confirm what you have learned. This is key to moving out of feeling threatened. And every time we feel threatened, our peace is threatened, our finances are threatened, our happiness is threatened, our body is threatened. Any time there's any sense of threat level at all, ask to be taught and do not use your experience to confirm what you have learned. So in my experience of spraining my wrist and being in intense pain every time I just moved my wrist a little, twisted it just a little. Uh, It was like, okay, my experience is this will take a while to recover. It also was my experience because freakishly in, I think it was January, late January, early February, I had sprained my ankle. I fell. Uh, going in and out of this office, uh, there was a weird step that there was no indicator that there was a step. I didn't expect there to be a step and I fell. And um, I sprained my ankle and it actually recovered incredibly quickly too, but not as fast 
as what happened to me the other night. So I woke up that morning. I had some pain, but not much. And I put an ice pack on it, a new fresh ice pack on it. And I used uh, hair elastics to hold it in place. And I was 6.30 in the morning. I was going up and down the stairs with stuff and loading my car. And I had two little ice packs that were left over from when I sprained my ankle. And I just kept trading them out all morning. And shockingly, by the end, uh, by the time I got everything out of the apartment and to my brother's house and took the the ice pack off, um, just to see how it was really doing and pay attention to it. I didn't take any aspirin, no painkillers whatsoever. I did use some medicinal peppermint oil, which is an anti-inflammatory. Um, but when I took that ice pack off at like 12 o'clock or whatever it was, 1230, I was, I thought, I don't think I need to ice this anymore. It really barely, I can tell something happened, but maybe just like the pain level of a small bruise. And um, that was it. My whole ordeal with my sprained wrist was over. So I experienced things like this, as we all do, to use them in teachings. I, I didn't know at the time how I would use this in a teaching or share it. I didn't know. I had no clue. But there it is. That's what happened. I, I received a teaching because I, I, that habit of rehearsing for what I don't want, that used to be one of my most intense mental habits, constantly preparing. Why was I constantly preparing for what I didn't want? Because I constantly felt threatened. Now, going back to this section, the test of truth in chapter 14, section 11, ask to be taught and do not use your experiences to confirm what you have learned. That is what we have to stop doing. Because it, what does it do? It takes us into the past. It takes us into valuing, cherishing, reaffirming our memories and the meaning we made of things. That's what our memories are. There are interpretations. That's why in Masterful Living and Finding Freedom in my classes, we put a lot into breaking this habit of going back to experiences. And we do it through... Um, processes of true forgiveness so that we can fully let it go and not just say we let it go because that's a trick of the mind to say we let it go when we actually don't if you're still bothered by something that you say you have forgiven you haven't forgiven you're kidding yourself so that that can be healed and transformed through your willingness Again, ask to be taught and do not use your experiences to confirm what you have learned, right? Because that takes you back to being the God of your world. Oh, yes, I learned this. What I learned, my interpretation, the meaning I made of it, all of that is real for me. I was right about that. If you're feeling threatened, you're not right about anything. You've lost your mind. When you're, then it goes on to say, when your peace is threatened or disturbed in any way, say to yourself, I do not know what anything, including this, means. And so I do not know how to respond to it. And I will not use my own past learning as the light to guide me now. By this refusal... To attempt to teach yourself what you do not know. The guide, 
whom God has given you will speak to you and guide whom God uh, that that's uh, capitalized. So the Holy Spirit will guide you, will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will take his rightful place in your awareness the instant you abandon your attachment to trying to make meaning of things and instead offer, 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 offer it to spirit. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Ask for help. Help me now, Holy Spirit. Help me now. Help me, help me, help me. So simple. In the next paragraph, Jesus says, You cannot be your guide to miracles, for it is you who made them necessary. Let's remember that. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to be our guide to miracles today and every day. When your peace is threatened or disturbed in any way, say to yourself this. I do not know what anything, including this, means. And so I do not know how to respond to it. And I will not use my own past learning as the light to guide me now. Very simple. Remember that we transcribe these episodes and you can find them at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And if you value them, won't you please consider making a monthly recurring contribution? That helps us so much. Even $5 a month makes a huge difference. And we appreciate it. You support us actually making the transcripts for you because um, they are not inexpensive. (laughs) And so I am grateful to share with you. I am so grateful that... We are tuning in together, and let us pray. Remember to jenniferhadley.com. There's a lot of resources there, livingacoursemiracles.com. A lot of resources there, a lot of free things. In gratitude, we ask for assistance. We ask to be taught by the Holy Spirit, and we accept the teaching. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Enjoy the rest of your week and may you always feel blessed. Mwah.